I'm DJ Barai. I am DJ Rugrat. And today our topic on the podcast is how you can get into the... Oh my god. Alright, let's go again. <laughs> um, how you can get in... No, how... <laughs> how to get in. How to how get, to get into... <laughs> um, I'm DJ Barai. I'm DJ Rugrat. And today our topic on the podcast is how... Oh my god, uh, what is wrong we with just had, We just had this conversation. This is like the 10th te- <laughs> day. What, what is wrong with me? We've done. And it's um, it's, it's, it's just about how how we kind of got into DJing or how you can get into DJing. More importantly, I think um, yeah, all right, let's do that good, again. I'm DJ Barai. I'm DJ Rugrat. And today our podcast is on how to get into DJing. Cool. That's it. That's right. I think um, it only took a few takes to to get to this part. <laughs> so we're finally we're moving past the take. Uh, how have you been, man? How have you been? Yeah, I've been good. How about you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm keeping busy, man. How was your weekend? I went to go see like artists and stuff like that. I went to go see Dave. Yeah. Uh, a few days ago. A few days ago. Sick performance. Honestly, he's an incredible artist. So talented. He brought out so many artists. He brought out who? AJ Tracy. Yeah. He brought out Fredo. He brought out Getz. Uh, he brought out Stormzy. Where was this? Uh, Utu. Same night as AP Dylan. Okay, cool. So obviously, Shrey was in AP Dylan. So I was texting him like, Yo, where are you? Like, do you want to meet up? And he's like, I'm not even there yet, bro. Like, I'm on my way. <laughs> yeah, so I'm like, you're headlining in like 20 minutes, bro. What's going on? But um, no, it's good. Like, busy weekend. What about you? You've been up to? You know, I've had wedding fairs. I have been on the phones. I've been dealing with the baby. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. How's it, it Yeah, she's good, man. She's keeping well. She's keeping me busy, man. It's It's been interesting, man. I think the last, the last few months... <clears throat> it's um, the inquiries, the amount of inquiries coming in has been Definitely. phenomenal, yes. um, which is great. And on the back end of obviously COVID being a very quiet period of, in time, mm. kind of going literally zero to 100, it kind of feels like of it's course. been another stop gap. Especially now people are getting, I feel like people have kind of realised, okay, cool, the COVID thing is calming down a little yeah. bit. It's still serious, but it seems like it's calming down and people are getting more comfortable with it. So they're having their event, especially that time when Boris announced there was no more restrictions. Like the wedding scene went crazy there. Yeah, exactly. And, and like, it's kind of gone non-stop since then. Because yeah, even like now, busy. a lot of the weekends are kind of, I'll say booked up, but there's so many, there's so many clients getting tired for weddings midweek, like mm. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Mm. It's different because you're used to those Monday, Tuesdays, Wednesdays being club nights for you and stuff like yeah. that. And even like something else. So, Actually, yeah. I was in the club as well this weekend. I was Wait, in, yeah, I was yeah. in uh, Duo in Camden. And yeah, it's, how, it's so weird because actually... As you know, I've been in, in the club scene for, for a very long time. Yeah. And um, this is the first time I've been in the club after a whole period of just being in weddings. Very different. So very be. different. Yeah. I finished at like two in the morning. Wow. Um, I got home really late and um, it was fun, man. It was, it was really you, good you fun. I feel like you missed the wedding scene though. I mean, not wedding scene, um, club scene. The club scene. I, I would say, yeah, I, th- I saw a lot of my friends that come out. So there was a lot of, um, a lot of people out that used to party with me when I was younger, mm. um, all the way kind of for years. Because like, it was DJ Five Star's birthday party, right? Oh, so okay, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone I grew up with, they were kind of all there. So it was good to see everyone. But I also learned quite fast that like, it's too difficult to have a conversation in a nightclub. Of course. Like, it's, it's too hard. It's more. Yeah, so, but when you haven't seen someone for such a long time, you, when you see someone in a wedding, you can talk to them. You can, be, you can shake their hand. You can have a general conversation. But in a nightclub... You're, you're like, just nodding your head and pretending like you can hear them. I know what you're saying, but you Literally. really don't. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> I'm talking like I've been in the nightclub, not yet. <laughs> not yet. Not yet. I know, actually, that's a... Uh, imagine that, man. Imagine that. So what, you're 17 years old 17. now. Yeah? How do you yet. feel? You, you're, you're nearly 18. Eager. I'm very eager to get into my <laughs> club. Like, it's annoying because seeing all like 
you talented DJs in clubs week in, week out, or whenever. Yeah, but you can see it technically on social media these days. You can see other things happening. I can. I Live can, recording, it's not, virtual reality. It's not the same. That own experience to be able to say, oh, I've performed in a club is not the same. Like It's like being able to say, oh, I've performed in festival or I performed in like an arena or something like that you Big. have you have I performed have. I have you technically have performed probably a lot more than the many other DJs to be fair <laughs> your age already yeah I mean what's that I did Manchester Arena and I was DJing for an artist upcoming artist called Mooney um shut down Manchester Arena um, how many people that I saw the videos so it was around 4,000 it was for a company called Shutdown and what's it Diggity was headlining um OFD came through Hardy Caprio came through uh Jay Fado came through um, Silky, some like northern artists, like so many big artists came through and we were performing on stage with them. We got to go back to experience all of it as like artists and it was just incredible. For it being first time as well, that's the biggest event I've done. I was like, you're gonna have high expectations after that. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's usually the opposite spectrum. Definitely. With, with DJs that start DJing, <laughs> they end up playing that all of the kind of the booking they don't necessarily want to be at, progress and then and then get there. But to get there now is I'm just like, amazing. wow, I'm like, I want to do that week in, week out. If that's like the same energy I'm getting from people now at like festivals that don't really know me, imagine when I build my name and it's like I'm more in clubs or even soon come like own my host, uh, host my own events. So it's like, yeah, no, I agree. I think we've, we've had numerous conversations about doing events. Exactly yeah, like definitely, definitely. And I think once you're 18, um, I guess for any DJ that's trying to build their name up, like being in the club scene is, is vital. Mm. Yeah. Firstly, and then pitting on events, I think, is also is vital, man. I think, you know what, just because um, we actually, it's the first time you're obviously on, on the podcast, yep. uh, I think it's very important that the audience listening kind of know your background, know your story, and, and know a little bit more about you and how you got into it all. Okay, so basically, obviously, I started off DJing around the age of 13. Uh, funny enough, I actually started with DJ Rugrat. So um, I took one of his courses alongside DJ Shrey. Um, and... I had a little session with them, or with DJ Rograt was actually my teacher, and had a little session with him for the first time. One lesson went by, and I was like, cool, let me try it again. Second one came by. I was like, okay, this is definitely something I want to be doing. So it was like really interesting, and I fell in love with it. I was like, week in, week out, I want to be doing this. So, what about like before, before you were doing lessons and stuff, like, were you into music as much then? I feel like I was more focused on school, because having Asian parents and stuff like that was very much like, okay, cool, you're going to go to school, get a good job, and stuff like that. So it's like, typical. But being a DJ is a good job. It is. It's an amazing job. It's an amazing job, but it's very non-academic at the same time. It's, it's not true. one of those typical Asian parent paths, you know, like, you oh, you're going to become a doctor. Yeah, you know what I mean? DJs are coming up now, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Soon, hopefully. 2022, you're out. Yeah. But um, no, it was very, very much like, when I was always always listening to music about the house, like not even just listening to it, like feeling my own way on like, okay, cool, if I had this track and this track, like what would it sound if it was mixed cable or something? Something stupid like that. But at the same time, people, my parents kind of saw that and they were like, okay, cool, why don't you just try out doing a DJ lesson or something like that? Um, but yeah, I just fell in love with it. And obviously I was at school at the same time. I was a student and doing my GCSEs, like doing all of that. It's, it's great you know what at 13 <laughs> years old to find the time the passion when there's so many other distractions i'd say oh, of course like to find something to think in your mind that this is where i want to be long term is mm. it's kind of unheard of yeah, because you don't find that in many especially many people growing up like being at such a young age 13 like what do you want to do in the future oh, 
I don't know yet. I don't really know. Being able to be like, okay, cool. I have my whole life planned out. Like, I want to become a DJ. I want to also get into music production. I want to get into the management, the A&Ring. I want to get into events management. Like, I kind of know what I want to do, but it's just making that happen now. Like, I'm around people that it's possible. So I'm just going to work on it. No, I think it's good. You know what, like I said, I think it's very rare to find people, like, when you talk to people that, it's not, not, not necessarily a bad thing that people don't know what they want to do at, at certain ages, because naturally, yeah. you know, there's so many things that are, like, opportunities that just come in different paths. But I think in a similar way to, to, to you is when I was 13, when I was DJing, I fell in love with mixing and music. Mm. And I knew I wanted to be a DJ, but I also knew I have to keep my family happy. So I need to also try my best to stay academically in place, yeah, yeah. go to uni, study, um, and kind of see where that goes. And in a way, I'm grateful I did do that because that kind of were the skills that helped develop and move move me into my next direction, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, but, it's different. It's different because obviously, like you were saying now, you have to keep your parents happy. With me, it was more like, cool, I'm telling my parents, I'm not happy in school. Like, I not really don't want to be here, do you get me? So it's more me telling them straight up, like, cool, I'm going to get into the music scene. You're either going to support it or you're going to be unhappy. Like, luckily they supported it and they were very happy for me too. They were like, they see my passion. They see what I wanted to do. They see how at this age I was making money at the same time. They were like, what? Like, what's going on? They came with all the money side to there. So they were like, okay, cool. Your parents are yeah. your biggest supporters. Like, oh, literally, definitely. I would definitely. say, like, to have that support is phenomenal, man. And especially, like, especially from... Just parents, because being able to be like to my dad, okay, cool, look, I need a little bit of an investment here. Can you help me buy my first pair of decks? Can you help me buy my first pair of speakers? Like, from that, it kind of took off, and I was like, okay, cool, like, you know, this is actually going quite well. My dad's seen, okay, cool, it's going quite well. He's getting quite a few bookings, getting every week, like, especially being so young, you're like, okay, like, what's, who's going to be booking a 13-year-old, 14-year-old at the time? You didn't really expect many bookings, but it started picking up, and I was like, wow. So it's pretty good. It's true. I mean, like I said, when when you you've played at many bookings, private parties, New Year's Eve, yeah, birthday parties, like I think Shows once like, the club scene hits, yeah. it's gonna be a whole different kind of atmosphere. Because that's probably you know you've got love for music now, right? Oh, of course, of course. I think your level of love will increase when you're in clubs oh, because definitely. you see people's reactions. Because put it this way, right now I'm working in college. I'm working with so many talented artists. Like I'm working with artists that are releasing songs that. I didn't expect the music wave to go, but it's going that way. You're hearing right now some of the biggest names in the scene that are doing sample music, and you're seeing artists like how they make that music, and seeing it from behind closed doors, like not being like, how do I put it, being like in studio with them, watching them make the music. The love for music just goes right up. You're just like, wow. And then being able to be able in two years' time next year, sorry, next one year's time, being able to perform that in a club with your mates there performing, it'll be a great experience. So hopefully soon. I know, I'm, I'm excited, man. I'm excited for the whole journey because studying music, wanting to, you, being a DJ now, this is all progression in the right direction. Mm, definitely. And I feel like, you know, when you're 18, exactly, and you're in, in the club scene, it's going to be mad. It's going to be mad. Yeah. Even in weddings, because you've come to numerous weddings with me. Oh, you've DJed at numerous weddings yeah, with musical yeah, movements. So it's been like... But it's very, very hard, especially because being such a young DJ and trying to get into the wedding scene as well, like, it's very hard because a lot of people are very... They want the best DJ. Do you get me? Like, obviously, everyone knows who you are, the famous DJ Rugrat. So it's very much, okay, I want to get DJ Rugrat as my booking. I want to get everything like that. So it's hard for an upcoming DJ to get booked for a wedding. But also, right now it is, but in the future, yeah, I in think the future, it's that's be... the thing. When I start building up my name, exactly. start getting out there, 
Because what happened, that's what I'm saying, the same thing with me. Everyone when I was 18 years old, when I was in the club scene, yeah. when I was DJing there, those are the people, as they got older, I would say like close to 25 to 28, give or take, was the window when they all got in touch with me to say, you used to be the DJ that played in Zubar, Metro, yeah, yeah. Funky Buddha, whichever clubs they used to play at. And people that tend to book me, for example, for weddings, they kind of want to be, um, the music genre is the reflection of what they grew up listening to. Mm, mm-hmm. So... Naturally, when you're 18 and you're in clubs and the people that oh, are in the club people. listening to you, they're going to want to hear you. And that's what I'm saying. That for me, it's like, it's a no-brainer. For us, when, we, when me and Shrey put together the academy and we're putting together DJs, etc. naturally for us, we're thinking, cool, the idea would be to champion a couple of DJs on board um, and help them on their journey and, and to kind of see where they went. But a lot of the, a lot of the students we yeah. taught, they, they, they not really progressed with things, I would say. Some of them may have, um, but I don't think a lot of them are hungry enough because I think like, having talent or having passion is one thing, but working hard towards something is another. Yeah. Like, having that drive or the direction to do something like that is hard work. I feel like starting off so young as well for myself was very much like that drive for me. was being able to be like, cool, I know what I want. I'm going to make it happen. And I feel like people that have started off young at DJing and people that want to take your chance whilst you're young because it's very much... If you see what you want in the future, you can make it happen once you're young. I feel like if you wait too long, you're not going to make it happen. You're going to keep saying, oh, I'll do it tomorrow, I'll do it tomorrow. But it's not going to happen. But, yeah. it's, a, it's a do things now. Yeah, exactly. Do exactly. Things Especially now. in the music scene, because it's changing. It's changing every day. It's very much, someone will release a banger, and it'll be like, okay, the scene's going this way, but another person's released another banger, it's going that way. So it's very, very different how the music scene is. Where, where do you tend to find new music? Um, so I actually use DJ City yeah. um, and also BPM Supreme. They're like my main two like big ways of getting music. Um, but also like it's just following Spotify playlists. Like I'll see some of the latest club bangers, like upcoming songs that I know that are banging in the charts, and I'd be like, cool, this one is gonna be a banger in the next few weeks. Like it's gonna make top charts. It's gonna meet new people. Well, I was gonna say because back in the day. Um, there's obviously no Spotify playlist, right? So yeah, of course. There course. was record stores, and you can walk into a record store and you can see like the top ten in record. <laughs> like there, it's also like so much effort <laughs> going in. I'm like, wow. It was so, a lot of effort, but it was a lot of fun. It was completely different. Like I would literally, so you walk in, you pick up all of the records mm. that you potentially want to listen to, right? Then you go to a counter that's got a turntable, and, and you, you got to play it, it right? <laughs> and then you play it. Literally, you put the headphones on and you play the song. And then you'll wait for the song to finish and decide whether you're going to buy it or not. So you'll have like two piles. I'll, I'll grab about 30 records, listen to them so, all, pick maybe so two good. or three that I think, yeah, these are really good records. I'm going to buy them. And then see how much I can afford. And them days, it's like £9 sometimes for a white label, £7 for a record. What? And then the chart songs, like, they were about £3 or £4. Uh, how many records did you roughly have? Like when you're growing up. When I grew up, I could probably I got I used to get paid three pounds an hour to wash cars, right? So I yeah. used to make about I'd say thirty pounds a day. Um, at the end of each week, I would be able to afford give or take between three to five records, depending on how much it would be. But my friends would also buy records <laughs> for me, so a lot of my mates were MCs and things like that. Okay, my yes. mum used to support the cause as well, so she'd always be like, "Look, if you want to buy something." If you like the way it was, it was an urgency thing, yeah. Because if you go to a record store and they've got seven records there or three records there or something, and you walk out by the time you get home trying to persuade your mom to give you some money and get back, there's a possibility those records are gone. gone, yeah. Right, and when they're gone, they're gone with white labels. They're kind of or some of the records are pressed in a certain amount of them, they're kind of limited to some capacity. Mm-hmm. Now yeah. it's like a case of I can go on iTunes and buy every single genre, 
and have everything. But I think those days were, were really, uh, it's, it's obviously diverted a lot from that, from now. But now it's so much easier and, and naturally you progress in the direction of, of new technology. You have to embrace it. Now I can go to a Spotify playlist and, and type in, you know, if I'm looking for dancehall, for example, yeah. dancehall, look at what kind of playlist there, see what those artists are, then go to something like DJ City um, Download or iTunes. Because sometimes I also just buy, buy songs directly from iTunes. But I get feel- sent. Do you feel like, so much too, man. Do you feel like on DJ City you have obviously the DJ intros and stuff like that? Do you feel like that helps you as a DJ or do you feel like it does. just having the normal actual song? Just Sometimes it's a bit of both. Like, I like to have an intro version, um, sometimes the clean version, dirty version and the normal version depending on how the intro starts. Sometimes it just kind of it depends on the song. But sometimes we're, we're limited because, you know, certain songs you can't just get the DJ intro for. Of course. And of course. I'm, I'm happy with that. I think um, for me, sometimes it's a case that I still treat things as a kind of case of urgency as such. If I'm looking through one of my Bridal Groom's playlists and they've listed specific songs mm. and I don't have them specific songs, then I know that's okay. Cool. I'm just going to buy oh, those songs. True. Make sure I have them on my cool. on my catalogue as such. And then whether it comes to playing it or not, um, it, it's always a different thing, man. But also, like, as a DJ... Obviously, you're saying in the wedding scene, like, obviously, your bride and groom giving you playlists. Like, how do you feel about if you weren't too happy about the playlist they're giving you? Like, how do you feel about that? Because if you <laughs> tell you, I know that is like, that's some, some people will say to me, oh, I want you to play this. And cool, you have, you have the capability of playing it, but it's just very much like not your favorite to play. So, how do you feel that affects you? I think sometimes it's important to kind of be also realistic with, with the playlist. If yeah. I get certain playlists and I, I look at it and I think, okay, cool, let, I think this is going to work. Especially if it's a Gujarati wedding, for example, you mm-hmm. can kind of know what's going to work and what's not going to work. Yeah, of course. Um, of course, you, you naturally would want everyone to be happy with that. So I do, I ask Brian and to send me playlists and a lot of the time, it, <laughs> it, it it's, it's kind of, it's not a particular song I would play, okay. but <laughs> I would try it. It's, it's, if someone booked me for their wedding and they said, these are the songs, you know, I want you to try to incorporate within the mix. Most clients will kind of say, but but use your judgment on it. It's not forced. Don't you don't have to play it. Yeah, I feel like there's some people that are very much like, cool, this is what we like. But if you don't feel like the crowd's gonna like it, then fair enough. But yeah, very rarely though do I get a playlist which I'm not very happy with. <laughs> the majority of the time, I was like, okay, cool, this is good. I, I can work with it. And um, I kind of encourage people to send less opposed to more. When people send like 300 songs or 100 songs, it's kind of can throw you off in many different directions, especially when it's just a case of they're just they're not a lot of effort for you to go through each song at the same time. Just like listen to them and be like, especially if you don't know a few of the tracks, it's very much like, wow, is this a is this a banger? Do you feel like if I don't know the track, there's a problem. If I don't know the track, I see it on my playlist, then I know there's. If I don't know it, <laughs> if I, how are you always gonna know this song? Yeah. So, yeah. I think yeah. it's um, yeah, I think it's important to, to just. Kind of watch audiences and I always say that to everyone and I think even even with you when you come with me to weddings yeah and you've done weddings yourself no matter what we see in front of us it's kind of come down to experience it's funny actually because when you're with me and you tell me to play something like oh yeah play this song it's gonna bang and I'll be like no nah, you know I don't think it's gonna work but you try it and, and you make it work yeah sometimes it's about the transition of how you can also fuse like the, the certain together. crowds like from experience like obviously you've had so much experience with different crowds and stuff like that like you've been DJ for such a long time but like as a youngster, I'll see it as more of a, cool, I've DJed multiple different crowds, like for festivals and stuff like that, like shows, and the crowd liked it there, so like, why not try it here? And I feel like you're done it on the wedding scene, so you're like, okay, cool, do you want to take that risk? Like, 
it's a very I feel like in the music scene it's a very you've got to take that risk yeah I much. think so I think we, see this is the difference I think with weddings and with clubs right because yeah. we can always champion new music in the nightclub and it's never a case where it's going to go against you or people are going to stop dancing and be like oh wait a minute wait, what's yeah. this because <laughs> in nightclubs you can just kind of do what you exactly. do exactly um, and you can also you try of, new stuff and like yeah. very much like you can play that unreleased not unreleased I mean you can play that upcoming artist songs as yeah. well because people more waved in the nightclub they're more like oh okay cool we're drunk let's have a good night like they hear a beat to song they're just gonna vibe to that I feel like more in a wedding it's more you have to know the song to vibe like it's not even about how drunk you get it's more they want to be singing their hearts out so no I agree man so so actually I was gonna also ask you is um how many other dealers do you know in your in your circle your age range my age range wow like, what about a college? Is there any DJs in college? I'm the only DJ in my college. So Are there many Asians in your college? Two. Me and one other. Literally. Me and one other. It's different. It's very different because I'll see like all of these other artists up like upcoming. And I came to a college thinking it was gonna be hella diverse. Like very like, oh yeah, I'm gonna meet some Asian DJs, I'm gonna meet some Asian producers. Me and one other. Why do you think there isn't as many Asian DJs or producers there? I feel like it's strictly to do with the parenting. Like it's very much like so many people, like I've, I've, obviously I went to school in the Northwest side when I was younger and I was very much like, okay, cool, we're meeting loads of people, but looking at them now from like afar, not being as close to them, but looking at them from afar, it's very much the heads-on, like, strict life. It's just having that strict parenting, okay, cool, I'm not really allowed out, but I have to sit home and work all the time. Like, the difference is mad. Yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting because... It's very different. Yeah. At my school, like when I was growing up in college, there was like literally one other DJ as well. And mm. But you, no you were saying also DJ. that also some of your friends were like MCs and stuff like that. Did yeah. that help you as a DJ though? 100%. It definitely helped me because it allowed me to, to do more. I had like a lot of people. And I was one of the only DJs. Five Star being one of the other ones. Five yeah. Star went to another school. He went to Cannon. So I was how long have you two known each other? I've known him since I was 13. Oh wow. 13. So, so when we started, we kind of started on the same age range. We started together. Yeah. So his dad... <clears throat> He had Technics, basically. I had Newmark decks at those days. And when we had our collection, he would buy records and he would buy specific genres and I would buy... But we kind of cross-reference. Cross do, do you guys feel like, obviously, growing up in the same age range and stuff like that, do you feel like there was so much competition between you guys? Nah, that, it was never yeah. that, actually. You know what? It was very because early. I, I, I'll was see it right now. I'll see so many DJs be like, oh, cool, you can cover my set, blah, blah, blah. But there's so much competition. Yeah. And like, now there is. Who can get there first and like who can get yeah. the club placement? And all of that, it's like, I'm just like, wow. It's like looking at it from a distance because not me not being able to be in a club yet. It's just you see it all, and it's just like, wow. Yeah, well, I, I, it's the same when I was in when I was playing in clubs. Even being being Asian in clubs was kind of, oh, yeah. I wouldn't say it was unheard of, but it wasn't very common. Now there's a lot, there's a lot of great Asian DJs playing mm, in clubs, which is definitely. great, great to see. And I think times have kind of progressed in in, in that way where um, you know people are multicultural in, in the way that they they play music. Right for me. Yeah. You know, I can play every genre. I was at Iranian weddings, Nigerian, Russian. Of course. So it's like, it's, it's the case of knowing, and funny enough, come back to a playlist, right? It comes back to, if a bride and groom says, all right, cool, like, these are some of the songs I need to but play. I feel like you get it. Thing. That's the thing, like, as a DJ, like, being big as well, if you want to make it, you have to be so versatile in what you do. Yeah, 100. And, like, now, what you can play, and, like, what genres you can cover, and, like, are you, not even about what genres, are you comfortable enough to mix in the tracks? Like, are you able to say to a crowd, you can control the crowd with, Another language. 
You get me? Yeah. It's, a, it's very hard. I feel like being Asian helps that a lot, though. Yeah. It's, it's, you know what? Devin done an, uh, an event the other day, yeah, last yeah. week. Um, it was an Iranian client, and the, the playlist that he was sent is a, is a playlist he's not familiar with. Of course. But I think once you're familiar with DJing, ultimately, oh, the whole theory behind it, all mixing music, etc., and just knowing songs and beats, you kind of pick two and two together in your own yeah, mind. Yeah. And when you play it, it's a reflection of that. And I think... I feel like it's very much reading the crowd as well. Because yeah. I did a Slovakian party once. You did a lot of Greek parties as well, right? Oh, yeah. I'm, a lot of my family friends are Greek. But I did a Slovakian party once. And also Greek at the same time. It all links in. I, I don't know any of their music. I was like, what do you want me to play? Like, <laughs> they sent me over a good few tracks. And it's very much like you're reading the crowd very much. Okay, cool. I don't know. You don't know the song. You don't know what they're saying in it. And it's very much, okay, cool. This is the part, part where they get the most hype. So if you have your mixing part whilst they're getting most tight, and when it dies out a little bit, you bring in the next trap and... So you structure it, you know? Of it's course, it's very much about reading main... the crowd, seeing what they're doing, and yeah, if you can just match the energy with them. Well, the structure, but I think, like I was saying, for, for you to DJ and to have the experience you, you've already got, imagine in the next few years, I think the beauty <laughs> about it is like, I think there's many progression routes as DJs and oh, producing... Is definitely one, you know, artist management is definitely another. What kind of advice would you give someone that is, you know, p- perhaps in a young or, or similar position that wants to get involved with music? What would you tell like, them to do? If it's more DJing side, so take that risk. Like, go ask your parents if you're able to get into it, like, if they will support you, or like even just start planning stuff out. Like, production, production is free to start. Like, anyone, anyone can start production. Like, it's about going onto YouTube, finding like, Samples you like, not even samples, like finding YouTube videos that you like and seeing producers like learn how to produce and stuff like that. So, so that's one way. Um, but just taking that risk, like taking that jump from. Uh, I'll say to, networking probably is a big factor of this. Oh, yeah, know, oh yeah, definitely. Right? Sorry. Being that's part a of a, a college that essentially is based on music, a lot yeah. of it must be meeting artists, meeting managers. So right now, right now, I've started to low key but partly start managing artists. Um, we started up our own little show as well called Spit Game, um, and it's just taking off at this point. Like everything, we're meeting loads of new people. Like through this whole Spit Game collective, we've had like a few people coming in. Like we've had rising talents. I don't know if you know who that is. Um, they've come into our college. Like in a few weeks' time, we've got ZZ Mills coming in, massive A and R, like radio presenter and everything. Like we've got we've got attention from big like industry partners as well. So I feel like. Making that connection, especially whilst we're all so young, it's just incredible. Um, and also being able to be at the same age as other artists right now and me managing them is really helpful for myself, but also them. Because let's say in a year's time, I get a club booking and I'm able to say to the club, cool, I'm bringing three artists with me and we're going to shut down the club. And they've already got tracks out there. Like they, the club owner likes their stuff. Like it just all works in hand. So. No, I right think this now. kind of, you know, this kind of experience is, is definitely valuable. And I oh, think even 100%. things like you mentioned, YouTube, picking up on things on YouTube, you know, learning from things, mm. wherever the opportunity come, comes from. And like, meeting people that are like in even, the field is the best way to do it. I was so. coming with you guys, like, to different shows, like, in events, stuff like that. Even when I wasn't officially part of musical movements, like, I came to one or two shows with you. And I was like, this is how it really is. That's sick. And then, obviously, being part of musical movements now, it's like coming to a lot more. I'm just like, wow, okay, cool. I get to meet so many new people. And obviously everyone on Musical Movement's team is just incredible. But um, yeah, 
It's, 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 it's the same. When I was like younger, I kind of, I, again, this being, <clears throat> being able to talk to people is, it can be challenging itself or, or to network and things like that, man. So I think, I am looking forward to this whole journey, man. I think as a DJ, technically you're like phenomenal. And it's funny because I know you at your level where you're at already, mm. you're, you're a lot higher than, than DJs perhaps that have been doing this for a lot longer than you already. And it's, and it's, it's strange. But I think it comes down to mind frame as well, persistency and, and kind of knowing what you want course, and chasing it. Of course, I feel like at the same time, like, I've had so much help from people around me. And that's really good. I'm like, I'm praising that a lot. So it's like really good that people around me want to help me and want me to help me achieve my goals. But um, yeah, it's just like, even like last week, I was at um, an award show, uh, some little award show for upcoming artists and stuff like that. And I met the owner of um, Strawberry and Cream's Festival there. Oh, really? Yeah, Fred. Um, <laughs> it was really funny. It was just like meeting new people and stuff like that is just crazy because we ha- had a chat and stuff like that. And it was just being able to meet him and have a talk to him and see what, what as upcoming artists we could do to be able to get a headline show there one day. Do you get me? It's just crazy. Um, but yeah, he was talking to us. It was just before they released their lineup. So he was telling me the work that he was going through. Even during the awards, he was winning an award and he was on the phone to one of the artists at the moment. Like, he was like, wait, guys, I can't come on stage. So it was really cool. Well, I guess that's it, man. So you, um, what's your plans then in, in, in the coming years? In the coming years, hopefully. Um, I was debating about whether to go to uni. Like, uni is very 50-50 for me. I'm not being forced to by my parents. It's one of those where if I go to uni, it's practically just doing another two years of college. Like, I'm learning music about what I'm doing right now. But I feel like the scene maybe might be to get an apprenticeship or something like that. Work with someone with like a label. Not even with a label. I don't know because within my links in college, I have the chance to work with Universal, Warner Bros, someone big like that. Yeah. So I might take that chance and that opportunity to go work with them. Uh, maybe even if it does come down to a label, like learn off management and stuff like that, and then hopefully, maybe one time like start off like managing artists directly, like full time. Um, but. I don't know, like by the next year, by the time I turn 18, I want to be in clubs week in, week out. I want to be living my best life, like hopefully soon doing shows all around the world, festivals, and yeah, that's it. Right, good, man. I think um, I can kind of conclude this podcast with uh, with some positive vibes and some and some positive notes from, from DJ Barai, man. So yeah, congratulations man. on everything you've achieved so far, bro. Thank you so Look much. Look forward to the rest of the journey, man. Of course. Thank you, guys. Peace.